Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. It is such a beautiful day here. I hope wherever you are in the world, no matter what, even if it's like tropical, I hope you're having just the most beautiful day. It is cloudy here. It is a perfect 65 degrees. I am living my best life. I don't know actually when this episode in particular is going to go out. I know sometime this month, but uh, I feel like the podcast, I always make all these plans. Like I have this big chuggy ass calendar that's got a gold frame around it. That's how you know it's chuggy, which if you don't know what that means, it's basically like all millennials that were on with like the girl boss era and like gold everything and polka dot and stripe gold everything. I definitely fell into that category. I feel like I'm still a little chuggy. I can't help it. Um, But I have this huge chuggy whiteboard that sits in front of me that's a big calendar that I fill in every month. And I always make all these plans. And like, don't get me wrong, we love a plan in this house. I have Virgo in my career house. So like when I get to work on my career, it is organized. Uh, People always comment on that too. Like every single one of my friends always is like, Chloe, you are the one person in my life that like, if you are, if you make up your mind to do something, you're going to fucking get it done. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of the vibe. But um, we love, we love a plan, but I feel like on top of that, because I'm a generator, and if any of y'all don't know about human design, I would highly encourage you to at least like look up your charts. Uh, you can look them up for free. It doesn't have to be a paid thing. And find out uh, what you are. I think there's it's like projector, generator, manifesting generator, manifester. I don't know if there's more than that. Those are the ones that I know of for sure. I'm a generator and I'm married to a projector. And generators are they really have to pay attention to their like gut feelings. And if you feel inspired to take action, it is really vital for a generator to take action. And if you don't feel called to something, even if you've made all these plans to do it, it's really important to like back off. And that's actually something that's kind of hard for me, especially if I make plans with like other creators or other people. I'm definitely that bitch that I have to like keep people in my life that don't think I'm just being flaky. I'm like literally y'all I just don't feel called to it today and it's not like oh I don't feel called to hang out with my friend it's like I don't feel called to create this thing right now and I'm I'm sorry but we need to put it off um definitely makes business a little difficult sometimes but um in terms of like planning my calendar I always come up with all these podcast ideas at the beginning of the month 90% of the time those actual episodes don't even get made and I just make the podcast when I feel inspired to speak and usually those are my best episodes, the ones where I don't try to plan it out. And I just try to like, let it go. Um, I feel like that's how you know, when something is in alignment for you, like just you leave that as something for yourself, that if you're not really sure, 
if something is like in alignment for you, check on your inspiration. Like, do you ever feel inspired or called to that thing? And like, does it like stroke your inner fire? For me, it definitely does to podcast. This is something that I feel like strikes me more than most of the things that I do, I would argue. But in any case, it's a beautiful, crisp autumn day. Um, I have sweet cinnamon pumpkin burning um, by Bath and Body Works. I know. I know we hate her, okay? I can't be a crunchy mom and without children because send those brats to boarding school. Um, but also, I don't plan to ever have children out of my uterus. Uh, I can't be that and crunchy and be burning Bath and Body Works candles. But like, you know what? I feel like it's balance. It's balance. And you got to take what you can get where I take my reusable bags to the store. I buy my reusable water bottle. I try not to do single use plastic. But you know what? A bitch likes a Bath and Body Works candle. Um, and if you don't know about that, I think there was like some documentary that came out that just basically talked about like all of the toxins in your home, which is very serious. Like, I'm not trying to discredit this at all. I probably shouldn't burn Bath and Body Works candles. I openly admit to that. But it just talked about like all the products that we put on our skin, the products we use in our homes. And honestly, there is so much more to that than I'm even going to speak on right now because I'm not an expert. But I feel like I don't know. I don't know if I would ever be able to break this habit. And I know that I sound, you know what I sound like right now? I don't consume dairy personally. Like I just maybe on like a rare occasion, I might have it in like a treat if somebody presents me with cake and it's in there. But I really don't consume dairy. And I feel like I sound like those people and no judgment or shame if this is you like this is not me trying to shame you I have seen this response multiple times and I get it because I've also been that person um it's that like when you tell somebody that you have like removed dairy from your diet and they go oh, I could never give up cheese like that's how I feel about my Bath and Body Works candles <gasps> clean products, I could never give up my candles. Like I'm a witch, excuse me. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. And I'm also not trying to like, if that is your mission in life to like, have all clean products and stuff, I fully support you in your effort. I am definitely not there on that part of my journey right now. Definitely a bitch still loves her bath and body works. But <clears throat> In any case, as I was saying, I'm burning a sweet cinnamon pumpkin candle. I've got my hot girl matcha, the peak matcha or peak matcha that I really love. I've actually got a little collagen peptides blended up in it today because I found out, well, as y'all know, I've been studying to be a holistic nutritionist and I've been finding out a lot about how... Um, protein and people with autoimmune conditions, such as myself, uh, how like protein isn't absorbed the same way, depending on your conditions. And I've been learning about like cell regeneration and all of this stuff. And apparently I'm supposed to be getting like 60 to 75 grams of protein a day. And I had no idea. And um, collagen, at least the one that I take 
it's it's got like 18 grams of protein per serving and it tastes like nothing and you just like put it in your drinks so having that in my matcha I also find that it like this is not me trying to sell you on anything if you want to try the one that I use I will put a link down below for you but same with the matcha because I know we've talked about that earlier this month but um the one that I use I a like it because the ingredients are just like really clean. Um, it's literally like just like the it's just collagen peptides. There's no like super food this or you know there's no like extra crap in it. Um, but something that I've noticed is it keeps me full for a really long time. Like I'll have breakfast and I'll have my matcha with breakfast, and I feel like I'm just not hungry until sometimes like late lunch, like two, three, almost four o'clock. And don't get me wrong, I'm definitely still eating. I don't use this as a meal replacer. Um, that would actually also not be conducive for me to like a healthy lifestyle for myself and my body. But I just noticed that like where I used to like crash, I think that's also because I stopped drinking coffee, but where I used to like crash in the middle of the day and just be so low energy and I'd be really hungry. Um, I find that that just like doesn't happen when I have increased my protein intake. And I can't say that it's the collagen specifically or the matcha specifically. I've changed so many things about my diet recently. Like I've also cut out. Um, and again, this is not me telling you what to do with your body. I am not like I'm not in a position where I can do that for anybody um, right now. But I've also tried my best, I should say, to cut out um basically inflammatory oils. Like I'm only talking about this stuff because I know somebody out there deals with autoimmune conditions or disease. They're technically autoimmune diseases, but I just, something about the word disease, it just, it sets me off. I don't like it. And interestingly enough, we haven't learned in school what the differentiation is between condition and a disease yet. And I'm sure it's going to be in there, but um, in any case, I, the thing that I have really been, or sorry, <laughs> I just got so turned around. Ooh, ADHD on the brain and mercury is about to be in the microwave and we are feeling it. Um, but, you know, I know that this information isn't going to be for everyone. This whole episode actually might be a little bit like more niche with the things I want to talk about. But um, I know somebody out there needs this information. But even if it's just one other person that needs to hear it. I really feel called to speak on it. So this might not be the perfect thing for your body, but somebody out there that struggles, this might be like a huge thing that really helps them. But I've really been cutting back, if not completely out. Um, there may have been a few instances where I've had some here and there, but I've really, really, really worked on cutting out inflammatory oils. So this is going to be like soybean oil, canola oil, vegetable oil. Um, I want to say there's like the dirty eight is what they call it. And there are actually eight oils that in particular are meant to be more avoided. And it's like basically all seed oils. So it's going to be canola, corn, cottonseed, soybean, sunflower, safflower, grapeseed, and rice bran. And the ones that I see the most common 
used in like everything is canola, soybean, sunflower, and safflower. Those are the ones that I see the most. The other four I don't see very often, but this is in everything. Like you go to buy a bag of chips, they put canola oil on it. You go to buy your fave little gummy candy, it has safflower in it. Like there's it's in everything. And I actually want to start making, I don't know if I'm going to put them on Chloe Taylor or if I'm going to put them, I have an Instagram that's called just divine authenticity. It has one video on it, like one reel on Instagram. I haven't decided where I want to put these if I start to make them like, I feel like they don't really fit on Chloe Taylor. But at the same time, like, that's me authentically. And why wouldn't I focus on those things if they feel if I feel called to them, you know, but I really want to make like a TikTok or a reel or something that just shows my favorite snacks that don't include a lot of these ingredients that are just really harmful. And again, if you have an autoimmune disease, they can be very inflammatory to your body. And because literally the foods we eat help regenerate our cells, when you are packing them full with this stuff, they they start to make basically the without getting into the biochemistry, they start to make and produce the chemical makeup in your body that produces inflammation. And it just makes your symptoms worse. So yeah, that's like something I may want to focus on in the future. But anyways, we just fell down a rabbit hole. That's not even what I wanted to talk about today. But maybe some of y'all just needed to hear some of that. Um, maybe some of you are my little inflamed babies. That's always what I say to my husband that I'm a little inflamed baby. And I'm just trying to be less on fire. Um, but I really wanted to actually take a moment today to talk about how I've really feel it. I'm really feeling like I have, I don't want to say overcome because I don't think I'm quite at the I've overcome this stage, but I do feel like I am very well on my way and I'm seeing increasing progress. And I just want to talk a little bit about it. And that is many of you know, if you've been longtime listeners of the podcast, and if you haven't, I will give you a little bit of a brief synopsis. Back in 2021, in June, I had a traumatizing event occur where um, I thought I was going to die when in reality, I was never going to die. I was okay. But my body was so out of sync that I literally thought I was dying in that moment. And it traumatized me so bad. I disassociated for months. I couldn't be in my body. I was scared to sleep. I was scared to eat. I was scared to be outside. I was scared to be inside. Like, I felt extremely hypervigilant. I thought it just, it was like an experience that I've never had before. And I have many podcast episodes where I've talked about this, but one of the biggest issues that came with this was I was very scared to sleep because what happened is in that initial traumatic experience, I had been asleep. I was taking a nap and I woke up and I couldn't breathe and my limbs felt weird. And it was because I was cutting off circulation in different parts of my body. Um, because we're not sure if it's Ehlers-Danlos syndrome or hypermobility that I deal with, but I'm leaning more towards that it might be hypermobility just from the symptoms and the things that I'm learning about hypermobility, but it's really easy for me to cut circulation off in my body because I, my limbs are hyper mobile. Like they're not like everybody else's where your limbs stop, mine don't. <laughs> and 
So it's really easy if I'm sitting in an improper position to cut circulation off. And mind you, I was also high, like I had taken an edible. So of course there was an added layer of paranoia. Um, but it just, it really messed me up for like over a year. I was really messed up on the, over this. And um, through that experience, it really ruined my relationship with sleep. Like, I was so afraid because that's what trauma will do to you. It will, it's irrational. It's irrational. And no matter how many times I told myself cognitively, oh, you're, you can sleep. It's okay. It's safe to sleep. It didn't matter. My body did not feel safe to sleep. I was very scared of sleep. And mainly because I was afraid to wake up like that and have a panic attack like that. And there were multiple times where I had reoccurring panic attacks in the beginning every time I would try to go to sleep or I would wake up in the middle of the night. Um, but recently, like within the last month, I feel like I have actually been able to sleep and it's been nice. Like I sleep through the night. I don't wake up multiple times. Um, I, I can go to sleep without the TV um, not every night. There are still some nights where I, I need the TV to go to sleep. I need the noise. But I attribute it to a lot of changes that I have made. And so I just kind of want to talk about those things. Because number one, if you have a fear of sleep, like some people... Uh, I've done a ton of research or I don't want to say research because you can't technically call it research unless you are a like certified researcher, um, which most people in the world are not. So I don't want to say I've done like a lot of research because I'm not a researcher, but I have scoured the internet and watched a lot of videos on this topic because it was something that I really, you know, your sleep makes up such an important part of your body's makeup. If you're not getting a full night's rest most nights of the week, you're really doing your body a disservice, especially, again, if you have autoimmune diseases where your body needs that regenerative time. And it can be vital to your own healing process of if you have a flare up or if you don't, if you're not letting your body regenerate. And so for me, this was a really big problem. Like I'm not saying that anybody who struggles with sleep, it's not a big problem, but I feel like anybody that has like chronic conditions, your sleep is even more vital. Like some people can go a couple of days on four to five hours of sleep. People that have chronic illnesses cannot. And I mean, it depends on what you deal with specifically. But for me, it just it ruins my life. Literally, I'm not the same person. So in a look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In any case, and then some of these things might just be helpful if you do feel like you struggle with insomnia or sleep in general, but... One thing I found from doing a lot of looking up and watching people's stories and watching videos and reading like literally medical documentation and like looking at this stuff, um, something I noted is I, I'd only heard a couple of people talk about sleep the way that I had an issue with it. And most people would talk about like their fear of sleep. They would feel afraid of that feeling that you get when you're falling asleep, like, you know, when you're right about to fall asleep, and then you like, 
jump or something because you had a dream that you fell or like you but you kind of have that sensation of falling asleep some people fear that sensation and um it also I feel like that can lead us into a whole other side story of like sleep paralysis and how scary that is I don't really want to focus on sleep paralysis though because I literally have dealt with that before and it's just I don't know we'll talk about that another time but my point is is that with with like being afraid to sleep I I'm I didn't hear a lot of people talk about that, like the fear of like your limbs falling asleep or the fear of waking up in a panic because of waking up and having a panic attack prior. So this is like, if any of y'all have ever experienced that, or if you just already struggle with sleep, then this is like the episode that I want you to hopefully listen to and gain something from that maybe will help you because I literally struggled with getting a good night's rest for over a year. And these are the things that I genuinely think have transformed it. And I've been able to sleep through the night uninterrupted and like actually get like I feel good about sleep. And that I know that sounds crazy going from one extreme to like the other, basically, like getting into bed and going to sleep make me feel good. I'm happy to do it where this was a time period every day in my life that I used to dread. So the first thing I want to say it is probably really uncommon, maybe a little woo woo and maybe something that not a lot of you would think of, but I actually do think that it matters in terms of not just your sleep, but like your everyday quality of life. And that is, who are you surrounding yourself with? Like, I think something we don't think about is you have to remember we are all energy and our energy is rubbing up against everybody else's energy every single day, whether you are in a digital space or you are out there in the wild, as I like to call it, walking around, um, you are bumping up against other people's energy constantly and we create energetic ties to people and your body, I firmly believe, has all the answers. I really do. I think when it comes to healing, our body has all of the answers to heal ourselves. Not to say that we don't need medical intervention, not to say that there aren't life-changing and life-saving things out there. I think it's all in balance and in moderation. But I do believe that we know internally, we have our own compass and our own wisdom. And I feel that sometimes people don't think about the fact that sometimes we don't sleep well, because maybe we have unhealthy connections and attachments to other people, and their energy is actually invading our space. And I got to tell you, since really starting to focus on the relationships that fuel me and make me feel good, and focusing less on the relationships that don't do that and not prioritizing the ones that leave me feeling really unsettled, I feel better. I sleep easier. I don't like, gosh, I think it's in the artist's way. The artist's way, there is this like beautiful, and I'll link this down below for you as well if you've never done it. Um, 10 out of 10, highly encourage. Maybe on the Patreon, we'll do like an artist's way thing together. That would be so fun. I don't know if I could get enough people to agree on it, but like that would be a really, really fun thing to do. So the artist way, if you don't know what it is, it's basically it's self guided, like you just buy a book. It's not like you don't go to a class or anything. 
but it's 12 weeks and there's a writing exercise every single day. And within that writing exercise every single day, like you're committing to writing three pages a day, which I know sounds like a lot, but I swear to you, it changes your life if you let yourself do it. Every time I've done it, it's been life transformative. Um, three pages a day. And then there are also exercises to complete throughout your week. And you also take yourself on a personalized date once a week where you go out by yourself. And uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is that there's an exercise in the artist's way that specifically talks about crazy makers and what a crazy maker is. And crazy makers in your life are literally people that just make chaos. Like they don't even realize they're doing it most of the time. It is this completely unconscious thing that people don't realize that they're making crazy situations for you or like, it's like the person that calls you up every day just to complain. It's the person that spends time around you, but they're always upset. It's the person that basically they have their own shit and they project it onto you. And I have felt this a lot, um, not recently. I actually think we've both done a lot of growing, but I used to feel this a lot with my own mother. I started to avoid her because I felt like she was a crazy maker in my life. And um, don't get me wrong, we definitely do not agree on everything and the relationship is not like the most beautiful mother-daughter relationship I've ever seen, but we've definitely come a long way and I have a lot like stronger boundaries with her now that I do feel like she respects and listens to and if she doesn't, like I know how to leave. So, um, you know, I feel like that is something that we just don't talk about enough is you might be up at night because you're stressed out about the relationships in your life, or maybe energetically their energy is interfering with your sleep. And so this is why it's really important. If you like, honestly, the number one way, in my humble opinion, to tell if you have somebody in your circle that like maybe is somebody you need to put a little space between. Again, this isn't always the case. We have to remember that people always have their own ish going on. And it's not always about us because people live their own lives. Sometimes they're having an off day and like we need to make room for that. But if you do something really big in your life or you do something that is worth congratulations, look at your circle and see how many people congratulate you. And if you see anybody that's shitting on you, that's putting you down for your choices, that's saying derogatory remarks about your success, usually it takes more than one offense. Because again, I always say like, make room for that person having an off day, make room for that person being in their feelings or like maybe having some feelings, you know, I'm not saying don't communicate. But if you see this multiple times from the same person, that is a clear indicator that you got an imposter in your circle that doesn't actually care. And it might not even be their intention. This could be something that they completely unconsciously do. In my mother's case, I think it's very much unconscious. I don't think she's conscious of the way that like her the things that she says actually really hurt people's feelings. But that's something that I feel like if you can pay attention to that and notice that that's like the first tip off is, is your circle celebrating you when something is happening? Are they clapping for you? And that's not just because you need to sit there and be an energy vampire and like, oh, I need all the praise. It's, you know, you do that for your circle as well. When any member of your own circle, something good happens for them, you're clapping and as loud as possible. It's a standing ovation, bitch. So I feel like that's like, probably my biggest tip for like figuring out who you need to eradicate from your circle is 
tell them about something good that's happening in your life and see their reaction. And again, not in a malicious way, not in a, ooh, I'm going to find you out cloak and dagger style, da, 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 da. Like wait for that moment to arise. Um, and also I feel like in this, in this case, trust your intuition. If you ever feel like really unsettled in somebody's position or in somebody's position, no, um, when you're next to somebody, if you feel some kind of vibe that makes your body feel a certain way, or you feel like it activates a trauma response, this takes a lot of time sometimes to be able to even notice, but you guessed it. The more you pay attention to this, the easier it becomes. And so, yeah energetic spaces. Number one, number one thing, check with the people that you're spending the most time around. Do you have crazy makers in your circle? And if you do, how can you start spending less time or maybe completely remove yourself from the situation and end the relationship? Um, and there, I want to reassure you that if you ever feel like you need to end a relationship, it doesn't mean that somebody is a bad person. It doesn't mean that they have done something so egregious to you that like, it doesn't always have to be explosive and ugly. It can literally be you just protecting your own energy and doing what feels right for you. And sometimes that's really fucking hard and really fucking painful, but it's, it's something that... I feel like the more and more practice you get, the easier it does become. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, too. Like, it's okay to be the villain in somebody else's story. It's okay for somebody else to not think highly of you and you needing to prioritize yourself and your own energy. And I know that for a lot of us, we were raised to people please and we were raised to not, you know, put ourselves first. But at the end of the day, when you're catering to your own energy, you're going to have a much easier time in life in general, the more you start to get clear with that and actually take charge of your life in that way. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is part of like a lot of these things actually are part of our September challenge, but I guess this is also a little bit of a September challenge update in a way, because these are the benefits that I've noticed from doing the things that I've set out for in the September challenge, which I think was episode, gosh, why don't I always pull up the episode list when... Uh, I'm recording. That makes so much sense to do that, to have the episode list. Okay, it's episode 95, which is the September challenge where I gave you like four guidelines for the month of things to strive for. And the two things that I'm going to tell you right now that have absolutely improved the quality of my sleep. Number one, uh, working out. I know we all hate to hear it, especially if you are somebody that is sedentary and you feel like working out is really difficult for you. Um, I've been there. I understand. I work a desk job. I'm disabled. Like I totally 1000% respect it. And I'm not here to give you a hard time or make you feel bad about yourself. But the one thing I will say is something that I have trained. I've had to train myself to think this way. And it was not easy. In the past, I would walk and make myself move my body for a weight loss goal. And though that's fine, if that's what gets you motivated to do it, I will tell you this, it has been so much easier to stay committed to myself to stay disciplined. Because that's really to me what it comes down to is staying disciplined in any of your routines, especially during Virgo season, which we're currently in. Um, you have to really like, remind yourself that you are being a loving parent to yourself and you are disciplining yourself and not in a, this has to be perfect. It has to be this way only and no room for deviation from the plan. But literally in the morning when I wake up, 
I remind myself when I want to crawl back into bed, no, I am staying committed and disciplined today. And I remind myself of that every single day and I do not lay back down and I get up. Um, That's actually another thing, but not the one I wanted to talk about yet. So we'll talk about that one in a second. But the first thing again is, or the second thing again, as I was saying is working out every day and it doesn't have to be a strenuous thing. You can take rest days. Like I took actually a rest day yesterday because I was having a little bit of an emotionally heightened day and I just did not feel like going outside. It was a little bit hot outside. The last, hopefully fingers crossed, knock on all the wood. Uh, the last hot day of the year was yesterday. It looks like the forecast is only going to get chillier and chillier. And I'm so excited. Um, but honestly, moving my body on a daily basis, not like lifting weights every day, not doing Pilates every day, not kickboxing every day, not running, just walking. I go out and I walk every single day. I average between 8,000 to 10,000 steps a day, which is like just over four miles. And I honestly, I've done it so many times now that it's not really difficult for me anymore. Don't get me wrong. There are some days, like if I drank the night before, it's a little bit harder. If I took in a leave for my period cramps or something, it can be a little bit harder to move because like your blood also is thinner with alcohol consumption and taking over the counter pain medicine. Um, so it can like make your heart rate run a little bit harder. Those days I definitely find that it's harder, especially because it's like the walk I go on is full of like really steep hills. Um, it's all like paved and everything, which is really nice, but the hills are killer. Um, and I do about, like I said, four to four and a half miles every day. And I'm not like running. I'm not fast paced walking. I'm not using weights. Not yet. Anyways, I am just doing like a nice casual, sometimes brisk walk and I'm getting my heart rate up and I'm like, not so much that I am like exhausting myself. But the thing that I've noted is it's not really about what my body does I know that they say this, you're like, you know, take your stupid walk for your stupid mental health, but I'm telling you it works. And I work out now, not really for the body benefits, even though those are a happy consequence. Um, I walk for my mental health. I walk because it makes my brain feel better. And on top of that, it also helps to like, I find, especially if you're somebody that deals with a lot of like existentialism, depression, maybe even nihilism, which is things that I've talked about on the podcast that I have dealt with. Um, and sometimes they still crop up from time to time. But I find that when you're in those states of mind, you're really in your water element, you're really in your feelings, your deep waters, your emotions, you might feel very sad. The number one thing that I find that combats that if you don't want to sit in it, which obviously there is a time and a place to sit with your feelings, to let yourself cry, I will always be the number one advocate for you that tells you if you need to cry, let yourself cry. It is one of the few ways that the body actually releases the cortisol, cortisol hormone from your body is through tears. So like, if you need to cry, let yourself cry. It actually is a stress reliever. But um, you know, sit in those waters. But if you're ready to transform out of the waters, the, the best thing I can tell you is to get into your fire, which getting into the fire is moving the body is activating the heart is sweating is getting inspired. If you can't do it mentally, which is that motivated, inspired energy, you have to do it physically. And that is moving your body. 
And I understand that looks different for every single person. Like I said, I am a disabled woman and I still like, I didn't start with four and a half miles. I started with maybe a mile or less. And I have built almost over the course of a month now, I have built that habit to be more and more and more and more. And some days I get like 13,000 steps. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. But I always strive for Eight to 10,000 is like my goal. And I also strive to close all of my rings on my Apple Watch, which currently I'll tell you exactly what they're set to in case you want to set yours the same. But obviously no pressure. Everybody's body is different. Uh, so if you have an Apple Watch, you know what I'm talking about. My move ring is set to 500 calories, which apparently that's really low. I've heard, I don't know, it works for me. Um, I do exercise for 45 minutes. I'm working up to an hour though. And then I have my stand goal set to 12. So those are like my specific move goals that I try to close all my rings. And then as an added bonus, if I can, I will strive for 10,000 steps, which if I'm doing 10,000 steps, all of those rings get closed, except for the stand goal. I actually have to work on that. But in any case, working out, I find that my energy is more exhausted at night and I sleep because I'm tired. So that took some time for that to actually work, though. I feel like it, it took like two and a half, almost three weeks before I saw that result. Um, the next thing I'm going to tell you, of course, if you didn't see it coming, is stop drinking coffee. Oh, my goodness. Don't get me wrong. Coffee is fantastic. I, as somebody who drank it for over a decade and was obsessed with it, um, literally my gaming channel online, I was coffee with a K. Like that was my name, my handle for many years, seven years of my career. I was coffee obsessed. So don't get me wrong. We love coffee in this house. But something that I noted is coffee especially if you're very sensitive, which I am, my body is very sensitive to things. Um, not only would coffee make me poop like eight times a day, quite literally, I'm not even joking about that a little bit, um, which that was a whole other problem in and of itself. I always noticed that after I drank coffee, I would have such horrible anxiety. And I could never really tell if it was the coffee or not. Because even at like the height of this like traumatic event that I had last year, um, I stopped drinking coffee for like three months and I didn't see a difference. But I think that was also because I was really hyper vigilant at the time. And so I couldn't see beyond the caffeine. Um, now I swapped my coffee to matcha. So I drink matcha only now. And um, I drink this matcha that also has L-thionine in it. I don't know if matcha has that in it already or if this company puts it in there. Like I said, I'll link the matcha down below for you because I just think it's such a great like Again, one of those products that I feel like everybody hypes, but it's actually worth the hype. I'm not affiliated with them. I don't even think I have a link that like is a product placement link. Like it's just that good that I'm talking about it with you. Um, it's peak matcha or Pake. I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it, but not only is it triple screened for toxins, it's actually really high quality. It tastes really good. It blends really well. And, um, it has the L-thionine in it, which L-thionine is really great for helping you to calm down. And I have found since I have implemented this in my daily life, I'm calm. Like, I have been more calm over the last, like, 
two weeks than I have been in over a year. And I swear to you, I think it is the matcha. <laughs> so I think like this really helps also to not just like amp me up or energy crash me. Like I find that it's like a really gentle energy and I don't deal with the afternoon crash that comes with coffee consumption. And I also find that like my skin is clear, like the benefits of the matcha to me are so much better than like any benefit that coffee could give me that I've only ever ordered this product once, but I feel like I need to put myself on like an auto reship because, uh, hello, ridiculously delicious and it's healthy for you and it's good for your skin. Like, hello. And it gives you like a nice boost of energy. That's not like crazy. Mm. Sorry, sitting here with a little bit left in my cup made me think about it. So I wanted to finish it. But um, yeah, swapping my coffee to matcha. That might not be something everyone should do. Again, maybe you're not sensitive to caffeine and you're okay. But for me, I noticed that my sleep, I would never stay asleep. And I was always really anxious throughout the day. And this is something that since I have swapped my coffee for matcha, I have not noticed it being a problem anymore. And then the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is making yourself get up at the same time every day. And this is something that I actually learned from my best friend, Hillary. She has told me this for years and I just never stayed committed. I just never stayed committed. I never stayed disciplined, especially when you work for yourself. It's really hard to make yourself stick to a schedule if you're just not that kind of person. And I started actually listening because I got to this place where I was like, look, I'm so fucking tired of living my life like this. I'm tired of not sleeping. I'm tired of feeling the way that I feel. And she gave me two pieces of advice and I'm going to give them actually three pieces, but one of them is kind of hard to get where I live, but I'm going to give you all three of them because I do feel like they genuinely help. So number one is making yourself get up at the same time every day. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Sunday make yourself get up at the same time every day. For me, currently, it's 9am. I get up at nine o'clock every day. Today was actually the first day and I don't even know how long that I got up later. And I'm not mad at myself about it. It's okay. It's not my favorite. I prefer to stay more disciplined. But like I said, yesterday was a little bit of an emotional day for me. And I definitely stayed up a little bit too late, had a little bit too much to drink. And so today it just did not make sense to get up at 9am. So there is like some room for fluctuation, but I would encourage you while you are building the habit, not to try your best not to miss a day, like go at least two weeks without missing a day to make sure that you instill the habit. Because I'm at a place now where I already know that tomorrow it's going to be easy for me to go back to it. I don't need to fear, oh no, I'm not going to get enough sleep or this is what I'm going to do now because I have ingrained this habit into myself so well that I am no longer the kind of person, like my identity doesn't even match up anymore, if that makes sense. Like, I am no longer the kind of person that doesn't get up in the morning because I've done it so many days consecutively. That is my normal. And so today it was actually quite abnormal. Um, but yeah, nine o'clock is what I decided on. Eventually I would like to shift it to something a little bit earlier, but I feel like I want to be really, really, really deeply committed to 9am before I move that needle up anymore. Um, so I get up around nine every day and my husband sleeps until 1030 and it's awesome. I love it. I get an hour and a half to myself in the morning to do my eye jellies, my skincare, get myself ready for the day, have breakfast by myself, listen to my superhuman app, do all the good stuff. And 
and then he wakes up and it's, you know, our life together. Um, I feel like that's really important if you're somebody also as like a side note that works from home and your spouse is also always there. You really do have to plan times like either go to bed after them or maybe they go to bed before you or wake up before them. I prefer to wake up before my spouse. Like I need that time in the morning. If he decides to rise at 9 a.m. eventually, I will literally make myself get up at 730 because I need that time in the morning to myself. It is a requirement for my well-being. Um, That's something else I recently learned about myself, funny enough. But In any case, um, the next thing, so getting up at the same time every day, really, really, really important. Um, And that kind of goes in tandem with going to bed at the same time every night. Now, currently, my bedtime is not my favorite. I would, again, like to shift it, but I'm just not there yet. I'm still letting my current... um, my current identity really sink in before I try to make any changes. And that is I go to bed probably around one to 2am every night. um, And then I get up at nine. So I'm in bed at midnight, but I'm usually up for at least one to two hours after the fact because I really enjoy sitting in bed and either listening to a podcast. Sometimes I will watch TV, but I don't as frequently as I used to. Uh, sometimes I'll read, sometimes I'll do a little legs up the wall meditation for myself on the superhuman app. Like there's so many good things that I really enjoy doing. So, um, and not all of them again, consist of the television, which I think is a good thing. Um, sometimes I'll draw on my like iPad. Sometimes I'll write my to-do list out. Like there are so many things I could do in bed, read my tarot cards instead of watch TV. Um, I definitely don't feel like I've kicked my TV habit, but it is significantly less than it was, which I am really proud of. Because if y'all know and you've been here for a while, you know that I have struggled with, I always need the TV on to go to sleep because I was always scared to go to sleep. And now I find that because I'm actually tired when I go to bed, I haven't had that same issue continue to crop up. So Um, Going to bed at the same time, though, helps you to get up at the same time. So I'm usually going to bed between one and two, getting up at nine o'clock. And what does that give me? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about seven hours of sleep a night I average, Um, which I say I would say is pretty good. I definitely prefer eight to nine hours, but I am I am okay on seven hours. Like I'm not I'm not mad about seven hours of sleep. Seven hours is good. Um And then I also, this is something I'll link down below for you as well, and it probably will be an affiliate link, but um, it's just something that I have seen only benefits from is I take a one, like a single, I think it's a microgram. I'm not sure if it's a gram or a microgram. Um, I think it's a microgram. I take one. It's like a kid's version. I literally buy the child's version because I don't like if I take too much, I can't wake up the next day and I have a really hard time, but I take one microgram. It's a little gummy (laughs) of um, melatonin every single night. And eventually I would like to not have to rely on this. But right now, while I'm still ingraining the identity, I do feel like it genuinely helps me go to sleep, which is really important. So around midnight to 1am, I take 
this gummy that I keep on my bedside and that's all it is. It's just melatonin, which is a natural melatonin supplement. It's not like drugs or anything. Um, it's a natural supplement. Literally they're made for kids. It has a little cute monster on the box because they're made for children. Um, I take one of those and within 20 minutes, I am so tired. I don't even need the TV. I can just go to bed. And that I have found is extremely helpful. And that was another suggestion from my bestie. She was like, you know, take melatonin. I think she took like three micrograms. Um, I put myself down to one. If I'm really feeling it, I can take like two. And it's just like each gummy is one microgram. So I would just take two of them if I want more than one. Um, but I find that one is like the perfect dose for me because I'm really highly sensitive. And it just helps me go to sleep naturally. I don't wake up groggy or tired. And I like, I don't know about y'all, but I see these melatonins in the store that are like 10 micrograms. And I'm like, oh my God, are you trying to tranquilize yourself? Like maybe for you that works. For me, way too much. That is a no from me. Um, and then the last thing, which I cannot get it here every day because I live where it is cloudy, it is rainy, and the sun does not always shine. Uh, but if you can get outside, I don't find that I need sun right in the morning, though I know that that is what is recommended. I find that as long as I get like 15 minutes of sun sometime in my day, that really, really, really helps me to regulate my circadian rhythm. And I often get this sunlight when I go out for my 45 to an hour long walk. That's usually when my sun comes in around 5pm. Uh, during this part of the year, in the wintertime, I'm definitely going to have to go out a little bit earlier to get that same sunlight. But um, when it's available, I always try to get it. So that's like, Basically, all of the things that I've done or changed in order to be less afraid of sleeping. And I want to tell you this too. If you're somebody that's really struggling, I don't want you to feel like you have to implement these things overnight. That was my problem is I kept trying to implement these things, but I would try to do them all at once. And I did not try to slowly integrate them into my identity. I told myself tomorrow, I'm just going to become this person that goes to bed early, gets up early, does this, goes for a walk, et cetera, et cetera, doesn't drink coffee. And that was not how it happened. It it started like I can even look on my fitness app on my um, phone that's like connected to my watch. I can look at this right now and I can look at the monthly view and I see where even when I started working out back in June, the last week of June, I worked out for like a week straight and a little bit the next week. And then I totally fell off for most of the month in July. But then I come into August, I worked out almost every single day of the month of August. So it took time to build that habit. And that was really where I started was with my movement. I told myself, you know, your body doesn't feel good. You're constantly living a sedentary life. And it's not about weight loss. It's like what feels good for your mind? What feels good for your body? What do you feel like contributes to like something you could do for the rest of your life that makes you feel good? And walking for me was the answer. So I started implementing a little bit, I would walk a short walk to the gas station by my house and then come back or um, I would park the car farther away when I went to Costco instead of right as close as I could get it, you know, just little things like that until I felt confident 
in going out and walking on my own every single day. And once I had that down, I was like, you know, what can I do for my sleep? Okay, let's try these melatonin gummies. Every night I started taking a melatonin around the same time. Um, also, something I want to tell y'all is like, I know I've talked about it so much this month. And it's because it has literally changed my life. And I'm probably never going to stop <clears throat> talking about it. And again, this is not sponsored. We don't actually have personalized sponsors for the podcast yet. All the ads that you hear run are like auto ads. There's no like, I don't have a way of putting ads in myself. Like they get to choose. So um, I we like, we don't have personalized ads yet, but Hey, if you're an advertisement company, hit me up. Um, because always looking, but this is not an ad for them, but I'm telling you, even if you just try it for the two week trial and you cancel it, like it's free for two weeks, try it for two weeks. It will change your life. I swear to you, the superhuman app the superhuman app. I think it's also on Android. I know that it's on Apple for sure. This app has transformed my life. Like I went from being depressed, always terrified, hypervigilant to making conscious choices that are in alignment with my life. And I fully attribute that to constantly pumping information into my ears <laughs> that was helping me to make those choices. And same with like, it was, I feel like it was one part that and the other part was, I really took stock of the relationships that I had with people around me. And if I didn't feel and we can do an episode on this in the future more. But if I didn't feel supported, I let those people go. And if I felt like I was being triggered in some way that wasn't like their fault, it was my own shit, I let those people go. And I started to really honor the relationships in my life that I have that were good, solid, high quality relationships. And if I felt like I had more time, I started listening to mentors. Like I started listening to uh, Mimi Bouchard's podcast. I started listening to spiritual hot mom shit, even though I am not a mom and I never want to be a mom. I love the energy of being a rich mom. I tell you all this all the time. Um, so I like listening to people that are what I consider like rich mom energy. Um, I also love listening to Alan Watts. I love listening to the, the YouTube channel after school. Um, I love listening to who else? Uh, Mariana Droversky, I think is how you say her name. I'm so sorry, Mariana, if I'm pronouncing it wrong. She has a podcast called Say Less. Um, I haven't listened to too much of the podcast, but her YouTube channel is top tier goddess, goddess quality. Like her YouTube channel has taught me so much about my own body, regulating my own hormones. Um, and then accompanying all of that with the schooling that I'm doing, I just feel like I'm surrounded by really supportive, high quality, like energy that is feeding me versus taking away from me. And I cannot recommend that enough. Your identity will shift if you make those changes. And it's not about like, oh, I don't have people around me who support me right now. If you feel like you don't have people around you that support you, start turning to books, start turning to mentors, start turning to, that's always what I recommend is if you feel like you don't have a soul family, it's time to start turning to the online resources and reading 
like authors books that you are really inspired by because I promise that is how you will start to meet those people is by becoming that person yourself and that is what I have for you in today's episode so I this one was longer than I expected it to be but I hope this helped you out I hope this gives you the confidence to know that if you're somebody that deals with insomnia or being afraid to sleep or any of like the above things or panic disorder. Like I'm not saying that these things are going to cure you. It's going to be through your own personal method of what works for you. But I hope some of the things that I shared with you today are, even if you just take one tip and try it out, I hope that these are things that really help you to, you know, heal, help you to heal and to do what you feels feel is right for your body. And you can get back to feeling good about being you because that's the journey I'm on. <laughs> and you know what is really cool, y'all? Just in closing, I need to say this. I love myself. And I couldn't say that a year ago. I love myself. My body is my home. Like, these were things that I never thought I would feel again. And when you're in the thick of it and you're terrified and you're having panic attacks and you can't sleep and you feel like you're going crazy, for lack of better words here, you can't see it. You think you'll never be happy again a day in your life. And I am living, breathing proof to tell you that it's not true. Don't let your mind tell you those things and pretend like your life can't change, that things can't change, that you can't heal. I promise you that you can. And I always told myself from the beginning, from the very beginning, that I knew that I would heal from this situation. I knew that I would get better. I knew that I would come home to myself. And I can't believe I am here to say it, but I've done it. Like, I don't, I'm not saying I'm never going to have a panic attack ever again in my life. I'm not saying I'm never going to struggle with sleep again. I'm not saying that those things can't happen. What I am saying is I know how to come back to me now. I know who I am. I have a strong sense of self. I know what I bring to the table. I'm not scared to eat alone. And I love myself. I have genuine, unconditional love for myself. And that is something I was not able to say in the past. So... Just let that be a testament to you that you can have those things too. And you don't have to give up on yourself and you're not a lost cause. And anyways, I feel like we're getting really in the feelings now. So not that that's a bad thing. We love feelings, but I hope this episode helped you out. I love you so much, pumpkin. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh, please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I'll talk to you next week or actually possibly Tuesday and or Friday. I don't know what day this is going out. So whenever. <laughs> Bye.